0: I've had an opportunity to help dozens and dozens of bloggers. And these are the nine mistakes I see them making consistently. Now I'm not talking about beginner bloggers. I'm talking about people who blog for a living. So whether you're just getting started or you've been doing this for more than a decade, these are the nine blogging mistakes you want to avoid. My name's Leslie and I help professional bloggers tackle their business consistently and with a plan. Less rat race, more cheese. So let's get started. I'll run through these quickly. The first one I want you to avoid is writing a blog post without doing any keyword research. I know we get these harebrained ideas. We have this amazing idea that somebody tells us or that we think of maybe in our sleep, and then we set down to write a post without looking to see how many people are searching for that each month, if anybody, and if it's worth our time. And then we wonder when it's posted, why nobody's looking at it. So I'm gonna challenge you to do the keyword research before you put any time into writing a post. The second mistake that I see people doing is ignoring their existing inventory. So you've got a wealth of information on your blog already. And what happens if you don't update it, I recommend once a year is that it begins to drop in the rankings. So you're going to want to touch each and every post every year. Make sure that it's refreshed for Google and for your readers. If you need a little help with that, head over to lesliepeterson.com. I've got a free blog post update checklist that you can download there. The third biggest mistake that I see people making is working willy-nilly without a plan. I want you to know exactly what you need to work on every day, every week, every month, every quarter, and every year. And more importantly, have a system in place for tackling those things and document them. Because even if you're not big enough now, you will be large enough one day to pass that work on to a VA or another editor, and you wanna have all of your plans in place. If you don't have a plan, you don't know where you're going. So be sure to document what you're working on and take each of the strategic areas of your business and build a plan for success. Next, we're gonna talk about email marketing. Now I know everybody starts with, you've got to invest in email marketing. And most of my established blogger friends have done this. Uh, They've got a lead magnet on their website that allows them to collect email addresses. And when they think about it, when somebody reminds them, they send an email out. I want to encourage you to be consistent with your email list. You need to be emailing them every week, sharing something from your blog, sharing a story from your life, trying to connect with your readers. That's how you build a relationship. That's how you get them to open emails on a regular basis, buy from you, and build a relationship that can lead to a profitable email model. Okay, I know the next one's gonna be a little controversial, but I want you to hear me out. I want you to stop working on projects that don't bring a return for you. Now, if you're starting something new, let's say you're just starting your email list, it's not gonna make money immediately. You're going to have to put some effort into it and give it some time. My personal rule of thumb, two years. But if I don't see a return after investing two years of time into a project, then I stop it altogether. And here's the controversial part. I'm going to throw social media into the mix here. I know a lot of my friends will spend much more time adding TikTok videos or Instagram reels than they do to doing SEO keyword research or building an email list or talking with uh, brand partners. They'll spend so much time in what I call vanity metrics that they avoid those things that will actually bring them revenue. So if you're making a lot of money from Instagram or TikTok now, well, that's an ROI, keep it. But I want you to evaluate all the areas in your blog that are not making you money and consider just crossing them out for 2023. It's important when you're working on the projects that you evaluate it with a business mind. And then you say to yourself, am I building towards something? Keep going. Have I been working on this for quite a while? and it's not giving me a return, cut it. Because a business, a corporation, Microsoft or IBM, uh, they don't have people just sitting in the hallway doing nothing, just taking money from them. And that's essentially what those projects with no ROI are doing for you. So again, it might not be social media for you like it is for me, but whatever it is that you've been working on that is not giving you a return, Consider if it's time to cut the strings. The next three mistakes that I want you to avoid really only apply to those blogging businesses that decide to run contracts with brands or other business partners. So the first one is undercharging. And I don't want this to be confused with don't work for free. I certainly don't think you should work for free all the time, but there are plenty of brand opportunities where there are exchanges um, or free sort of um, opportunities that really lend themselves to you making revenue on the back end. So I'm not saying at all that you should avoid that. But I do see a lot of bloggers who work in volume. So whether it's uh, newsletter ads or ad placements or whatever the case may be, they think that they'll get more people if they charge less money. But here's what I want you to consider. Can you charge twice the amount that you're charging today and still get half the number of people to stay with you. Because if you can, then you're really saving yourself a lot of time and worry and frustration and making money. Because having a client having let's say 20 clients is much more taxing on you and your business than having 10 clients and making the same amount of money. So Don't charge more than you're worth. I want you to charge what you're worth. I want you to give a fair price to the brand that you're working with, but I don't want you to take the Walmart approach where you're just trying to sell so much at a low price that it wears you out. I want you to really think about the value that you're giving your customer and charge them for that. And if you have fewer customers, well, that's okay because you're making more money in the long run and you're saving yourself from, uh, from, wor- from being worn out, um, from overwhelm, and from overworking. Now let's uh, tag on to that. I want you to have an email list. We talked about this before, but not just for your readers. I want you to have a B2B email list. So this is a mistake I see a lot of bloggers making: not building a regular rapport with those brands that they're interested in working in. So I recommend sending a B2B email every quarter to PR people, to marketing people, to everybody in your business who is a potential buyer. And that buyer doesn't have to mean necessarily a revenue transaction. It could mean an exchange of some sort. It could mean helping one another out. It could be a partnership that um, is maybe different than them writing you a check. But whatever that business relationship is, you want to nurture that. So don't avoid building an email relationship with those people. And finally, in this area of working with brands, I want you to do what Amy Porterfield calls DSD, do something different. So if all you do is offer Instagram reels and writing posts on your blog and that's it, well, you're going to look like every other Tom, Dick and Harry out there. I want you to think of something unique, an angle that you're bringing, a special type of promotion, a special type of product. You've got to be different than everybody else. No one wants a vanilla ice cream. You've got to bring some sprinkles, maybe some Heath crunch on top, whatever it takes in order to stand out from the crowd. So that's your assignment today. I want you to think about what you're going to do different next year that's going to look different than every other blogger in your space. Here's the final mistake that I see people making, and that's waiting too long to hire help. There are a lot of people out there who are willing to work for 15, $17 an hour um, that can help you. You cannot wait until you're making half a million dollars a year in order to hire someone to help. There are plenty of great opportunities out there to hire people to help you update your posts, um, help you take pictures, Uh, maybe hire somebody like virtual powerhouse we talked about in the last video uh, to help you with your Pinterest strategy don't wait until you're overwhelmed and overworked before you look for somebody to help you so here's what I want you to do I want you to tell me in the comments below which one of these nine mistakes resonated with you most and what you're going to work on in the coming months Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepetersen.com.